I think about that with noise in a house or a mess on Christmas morning, and I go, those are good things. Uh, they don't, many people don't think about that, but there's going to be a day when you're not going to have a mess on Christmas morning, and you're going to miss it. I've been pretty lucky and successful with those kind of things, though. I don't know how exactly it happened to me. I'm not going to take credit for it, but I've, I always get to this. I always view extremely difficult struggles and, um, I don't know, stuff that other people would call problems or dire or poor circumstances. I just automatically view them as something that I like. Yeah, you find 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 something in there, you know. Find something that uh, even if you're, even if it's uh, um, ordering something that you're not crazy about, and you get the food and it's not great, you could even you could even say, "Well, I'm glad it's not liver and onions." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so so you're sure. you're you're going because I really dislike that. So yeah. That's a that's a hard mentality to to find. Um, to find a, um, a, a rainbow in uh, in every weather. Yeah, the silver lining, the optimism, right? But I, I think my insanity goes even deeper than that. <laughs> because, like, it seems like so many people around me are often, um, tr- like, praying that things go smooth. You know, I hope I can just go here and do that, go there and do what I need to do, and and get home and relax and everything goes smooth. Like, I hate it when that happens. Like, I, like most of the time I catch myself wanting shit to go wrong. I'm like, man, I hope something pops up to where I can, I don't know, do something about it. Is that, isn't that strange? Yeah, that's, a, that's a, an, unusual, um, an unusual thing. But I, but I will say, um, most of my greatest adventures have come when something's gone wrong. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> you, and, your, uh, and your best memories too, right? Yeah, you, you, yeah. If you if you if you tell a story and you're telling a bunch of people and you go, yeah, I was uh, I was planning to go to Germany and I got on a plane in Detroit and I flew right there. It was a great flight. The flight was smooth and I had great service and I <laughs> yeah. and I got a, and I leaned the seat back the whole way. Right. And then when I got there, I was uh, I was in Germany and it was wonderful. But if somebody says, oh, my God, so I, they lost my luggage and I got on the plane and the plane got halfway there. We had an emergency landing and and you, you go, oh, dude, that's yeah, I want to hear the rest yeah, of this story. That's uh, right, man. The interesting, compelling story, the hero's story. It has things that go wrong, man. Yeah, it's, it's uh, yeah, I mean, I, I think I, I told you before, um, uh, the best stories in life never start with. So I was sitting in my lazy boy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's, 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 uh, and the whole story takes place in my lazy boy. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's <laughs> and the end, and, and yeah. uh, uh, so, so uh, I, so I do, uh, I do see that, um, I do see what you're, what you're saying. Hmm. I just don't want to go flat tires or anything. That's a, <laughs> yeah. Sometimes I'm like, man, why'd I wish for this? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Dang it. <laughs> what, what's the, what's the, uh, what, uh, the Willy Wonka, the original Willy Wonka, and he said, "You know, um, what about the boy that uh, got everything he ever dreamed of?" And then, and then mm. he said, "He lived happily ever after." <laughs> and, <laughs> and, and so you go. Sometimes with the, with the things you wish for, and the things that if you wish for, um, you know, maybe some conflict or or wish for uh, something. I w- I would prefer to say, um, for me to if I thought that way, instead of saying. 
um, uh, uh, something to go wrong, I would say maybe wishing for an adventure or uh, uh, wishing for something interesting to happen. Yeah, and and that's uh, right. and so that would be the way I would probably present that. Yep, if you really think about it on purpose, you'd be like, man, I hope something really cool happens out of the ordinary, unexpected yeah. awesomeness. Oh, yeah. yeah, and if you're thinking that way, you're going to notice when it does happen. That's true. Yeah. And that's sort of like a definition of like voluntary exploration into the unknown, which I think is, is what, uh, man, there's a lot of treasures to be found there. I, I, I heard someone say that, um, so, uh, have you been out driving around? Like, let's say yesterday, were you out driving around the city at all to do any errands or anything? Yeah, yeah. How many red cars did you see yesterday? I don't know. You don't know. But today, if I told you, when you drive around, I'll give you $50 for every red car that you spot. Yeah. Incentivize my attention. You'd keep track of it. Sure. Well, the same thing goes for if you were looking for opportunities, if you were looking for interesting things or looking for attention, you will find them more if you're looking for them. You're right. 100% right. And, you know, this is an argument that I make. It's my argument for why a person should have a vision for the future, a specific vision. doesn't necessarily have to be a goal or something, but um, it's because, you know, the unlimited amount of possible things around us. It doesn't feel that way. It feels like what's happening around us and our senses is mostly complete. But there's almost an infinite amount of possibilities of things you could pay attention to. Oh, for sure. If you, if you, um, and it's, it's a perspective because if you, um, if you walk through downtown Kokomo every day, same route, same exact way you go every day, you leave your house, you walk this way, you walk that way, you turn left on, you know, on, on this street, you turn right on main street, you walk around and you come back every day. And eventually it's, um, it's just rote. It's, um, but if you take, and by the same token, if you take tomorrow and walk it backwards, it's the same streets, it's the same buildings, it's the same things, but it's going to look different and you're going to notice things differently. And then the next time that you do that, you, uh, you stay in your house and you have a drone with a camera on it and you drive it the same, the same way that every time you saw. And this time you're looking down. It's going to look way different. It's the same streets. It's the same places, but it's a perspective of how you see things. Yeah, that's, that's, that's a good point. It's very true. A- and everything's always changing. Oh. Like everything in the universe is changing. Every cell, every square millimeter you could observe is changing. I mean, the Earth's moving. Um, so you could actually walk that path exactly the same way, and you're never, ever walking the same path. There's always something different, and you could pay attention to something different. And I think that directing our attention is what a vision does for us. It gives us an idea where to keep looking. And I think when you direct your attention towards something specifically, whatever it is, that's the way you extract from the almost infinite possibilities around you something useful, like yeah. consistently. Yeah, you're, and, uh, but you have, to, um, you have to want that. Yeah, yeah, you have to want things to be changing. You have to want to now. They are. It's factual. They are. But you can go your whole life and never notice it. In, unless, yeah. but you you also can go. Man, today 
um, you know, I'm going to be looking for change. I'm going to be looking for the unexpected. I'm going to be looking for uh, the nuances in life. Yeah, you're right about that. We all sort of have this thing where we, um, not only do we hope that things are complete, which they never are, we also kind of hope that things are um, permanent and finite. And like, okay, I'm going to get there. I'm going to arrive. Now I'm done. Now I hope nothing changes or something. We're, that's I mean, that's all insanity. I that, mean, well, really. think about people as they get older and they and they go, oh, you know, when I was a kid, that was a cornfield. And, and I just, they, I miss that. And, and I, I miss this. And, and things used to be like this. And mm-hmm. go, yeah, well. I can understand a little bit of nostalgia, but I'm going to tell you, um, nostalgia only benefits um, you generally (laughs) because you get a little warm feeling about that. But um, what about the the new homes that are put up there? What about the new families or the new uh, the store where people have jobs and things? You're saying it like when they complain about it. Oh, yeah. There you know, there's there's people that, oh, you know, I wish things were, you know, like they were in the 50s. And, and, you know, there's a lot of people that think that way. Hmm. And um, what I found is no matter um, nostalgia changes nothing. It's not bad. It just doesn't change anything. You can look back and go, oh, yeah, when I was a kid and I did this and, and we used to have these traditions and go, what, what's a new tradition you have? Well, we don't have it. I go, well, I mean, if traditions are that important to you, start a new Christmas tradition. Start a new tradition this year. Right. Yeah. But, so um, I just think that it's, once again, it's, it's uh, um, for me. Uh, I, yeah, I think nostalgia has a specific effect, too, because you know how they say time uh I, f- I forget the expression i'm looking for but it's uh, over time essentially that things in your memory seem better than they were when you were doing them you know i'm like i think about that when people are like oh it was better in the 50s or whatever I'm like, or, or how uh, many how many people say oh man high school was awesome yeah <laughs> right i'm like <laughs> but, but you go back and you talk to that person right talk to anybody the, in high school when, when they're the 10th grade <laughs> but talk to that person in the 10th grade yeah. and they're miserable and they hate it and everybody's yeah. bullying me and i got we got you know whatever and yeah. and uh but later on uh it gets a nice glossy sheen on it and, yeah and, and you, you remember you, the good stuff man and that and good that's 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 way better yeah. uh for life to, yeah. to not to not look back but to confuse it with the idea that you should try to go backwards, that, yeah. that's a little, that's harmful. Well, for sure, because guess what? There is no backwards. There's, <laughs> there, there, there's not. And, yeah. and as you said a little bit ago, um, even in the moments that we've been here, uh, the world's spinning. The world, time has changed. The world is spinning. We're not even in the, we're not even in the same place uh, and that's yeah, ever present entropy. Yeah. yeah, and so 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 we're, I go okay. Well, just freaking deal with it. I'm I'm uh, you know it's a merry-go-round, and, and <laughs> either get on or get off. And, and yeah, uh, yeah. It seems like some of us try to put our foot down and stop this merry-go-round sometimes, and nothing good will come from that. You just break your legs. <laughs> and 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 you know the ones that you know the ones that just hang on and laugh and have fun. And I go, gosh, man, they're. They're really yeah. they're 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 enjoying this ride. Yeah, and uh, then there's people that go a step further, like me and you, sometimes that get the adventure bug about them. They're like, "Spin this thing faster, until uh, we fly <laughs> off, man." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, wonder, wonder how many RPMs I could take. Yes, but but I and then I just, you find out. Yeah, I I just uh, I just I just think in general, um, the older I get, um, I go, I can't affect 
anything before today. Mm -hmm. I can I can affect um, tomorrow, and I can be in today. And I I just kind of I kind of want to do that and just go. And then tomorrow I'll try to do it again. I'm not I don't know about tomorrow, but I'll I'll try to do it today and I'll try to do it again tomorrow. Um, but mm -hmm. there's a there's a I'm a a guy who loves quotes. There's a quote that says, um, regret is only good for wallowing in. <laughs> yeah. And that's true. It is. And so you think about, Oh, you know, I, I should have done this or, or mm -hmm. my life was like this or what. And I go, yeah, dude, you can, you can wallow around in that if you want to, but, um, you know, or you can get up and, and kind of wash the mud off the best you can. And it's good. You're going to be a little dirty, you have a little stains and stuff like that, but you move on. Yeah, that's right. I like to say that guilt is like that. Guilt is like a wasp you catch in your hands. It stings you once and you learn, fine. But you have to let go. Yeah, yeah. Like, or yeah, you'll, get, you'll get it again. You don't, you don't have to let go. Yeah, but I mean, you know, there's consequences for hanging on to guilt and regret. You keep getting, you know, hurt. Yeah, and some people punish themselves by hanging on to the wasp. They do, yeah. Yep. I think the first sting's valuable. Sting of guilt can, can teach you something like, oh, man, I know for sure I didn't. I wish I wouldn't have done that, so maybe I won't in the future do that. Yeah. But after that, to feel guilty about something years later still, and to feel that pain over and over again every time you think of something, uh, that can't, to me, that can't be. I doubt that that's of good utility. The hardest person to forgive is yourself. Right. That's a good way to say that. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's, it's, you know, for somebody else and somebody else wrongs you or whatever. And, and you look back, I'm just curious. Yeah. I'd, I mean, we're speculating here anyway. Yeah. <laughs> I, I remember one time I used to play basketball at, at uh, Highland Park and Foster Park all the time. And it was, there was regulars there and stuff like that. And, and years later I was with this friend of mine and um, we saw this guy and uh, my friend said, um, man, we don't like that guy, do we? And I went, nah, we don't like that guy. He said, do you remember why? I went, nope. And, and so I, could, <laughs> I didn't even remember why that, 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 that guy at some point had wronged me or whatever. Yeah. But I can look back at myself and look back at my own guilt and the own things in my own life, and I remember them crystal clear. Yep. And, and so when you said, you know, why is that that we... Um, is it because we can't forget? Because forgetting and forgiving are definitely tied well if we if we take and and we write um we write that um whatever that wrong was on a piece of paper and and pencil and we write it on a piece of paper and then we take it someplace i got to get over that i got to forgive myself and i got so we erase it off that thing and so it's you look at the paper and it's gone and then later on in life we pick the paper back up and we you know if we turn that right you can see the indentations of the of where i erase mm -hmm. it because we just can't say it's just gone we still have to kind of pick it up and look at it and go if, if you hold that just right you can see the letters because the pencil and go because we try we 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 really we try to go back and and uh, but it's that it's, it's true, yeah. You do know every terrible thing about yourself. Oh yeah. And you don't know every terrible thing about someone else. If you did, it'd probably be equally as difficult to forgive them for who they are. Um, but the the strange thing about it is, that we know for sure that we're all very similar in that way. 
Oh, uh, yeah, I think and, so. Unless somebody is, you know, falls in the tiny percentage of the population and they're unfortunate enough to be like, you know, psychopathic or have like derangement or chemical problems, <laughs> neurological problems. Other than those people, the rest of us are pretty much feeling the same feelings, thinking the same type of thoughts, having yeah. a similar experience. And we're all afraid that each, that everybody else is going to find out we're a weirdo. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but and everybody's the weirdo. Oh, yeah. I, I, I can... Uh, that's a, that's, everybody's a weirdo is probably a good, a good way of saying it. It's that we, we tend to, um, we tend to, um, look at someone else or look at somebody else's life and, and, uh, from the outside think they've got it together. And, Mm. but, but somebody's looking at us looking at me and thinking I got together and inside I'm a, you know, I'm a whirlwind. And so. Um, they're thinking yeah. the same thing about us, too. True. Do you think that's gotten worse with social media? Now that people just only publish the best parts of their lives? Do you think, especially for young kids looking at that, and they're like, man, these people are like amazing and happy all the time. And they're looking at it from the perspective of a person who knows all of their terrible, you know, failings. Yeah, and, and um, also, we find um, this is a... Uh, philosophically, we find the best lighting to take the picture. So, so no matter in, in how do we, we present things or we say things or, or, or quite literally take the picture, we find the best lighting. Um, nobody, if you're a, um, if you're, uh, trying to be in a, a fitness and trying to say, Hey, I'm getting in better shape or whatever. We don't find, we don't find that lighting. that makes us our belly look the biggest. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we, we, yeah. And, <laughs> sure. and, and as, as a matter of fact, you, you go back through and, and I, I you know, you, you think about, um, you know, how we present things and all. And, um, I'm big about, um, I don't like, typos in things and so i'll go back mm. in a post whatever i'll fix a typo and just because it bugs me and but even at that you know i still i think probably mentally that's because i don't want somebody to think i'm dumb or somebody sure. to think that i you know and and so fear um, of inadequacy or yeah something. so yeah, sure. uh, but it's um so but in in one way maybe it's making us be better because maybe somebody might take a photo or somebody might do a, a quote that I said, or somebody mm. might. Um, uh, and so I don't know. I, I, I uh, it's social media is just such a, um, a weird thing. It can be, uh, it can be the worst and it can be the best. That's a good description of it. The most powerful tool ever for good and evil. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. It's, it's, uh, uh, because, um, it has, um, it has the ability to build and the ability to destroy. Yeah, it does. That's true. Man, we just went right off on it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it, yeah, it's, I, see, I appreciate you coming here again. It's good to see you again. Oh, thanks. I, I, uh, man, I, I, I love talking to you. I love following along with the podcast, and I love the way that you are, um, um, can bring out conversation that is um, is. I can listen to and I can participate in that uh, gives me a chance to um, to think a little bit and not be I can be vulnerable and I can do this without worrying about the best lighting yeah that's good honest conversation 
That's uh, that's what we need more of this. I think. Oh, I've, I've, yeah, absolutely. I'm glad you're you're here, willing to do it. I think it's cool for people, other people, to see it too, especially maybe younger people. There's, uh, I feel like that you could say this for sure. There's a lot less opportunity for face-to-face conversation <clears throat> that has like a sense of openness to it. Not like me and you aren't trying to push our agendas on each other. Right oh, now. for sure. There's absolutely zero of that. We're trying to explore through conversation and openness, which is something that I think uh, we have less of an opportunity to do as often now, especially in person, face-to-face. So it's pretty cool, I think. The feedback I've gotten is there's a lot of people It's like, man, it's really cool to see this. I know it sounds dumb, but I guess I kind of forgot how to have a conversation. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah. And And what's interesting is just today at the gym, I had a great conversation with a gentleman who was 81 and um, probably a generational thing. Mm. He, we were able to just met for the first time in the gym and just a, and just a little in, in, uh, it was, it was born from courtesy uh, and just a nice conversation. And so um, I I think about that, um, it being a lost art. And I also think about, um, Probably, we probably both have um, um, enough experience in life to be able to uh, communicate our experiences. And I think a lot of times that we're um, dissuading young people from doing that um, because all we're asking for is their sensational moments. And, uh, mm-hmm. and, in, in, and with this guy this morning, after that conversation, I would have clicked like. Yeah, right. Yeah, I, I would have. Uh, sure. Uh, and but I think also I find that um, the more I. The more conversation I have and conversation is not a monologue, it's two way. And the more that I let out, the more I can take in. And mm-hmm. so uh, I'm I'm uh, and it's also. Um, I also want to meter what I say and make I say what I say um, have some weight or some value because talking a lot is not always better. Uh, that's the truth. I, you know, I think about things like this all the time, um, all the way back to the ancient Greek idea of logos, you know, that somehow language, the words that we speak are closely related to like the reasonable order behind all things in the animated spirit of the universe or God, if you will, um, all the way up to like, you look everywhere you look, you know, spell casting is done by words. Prayer is done in words. Mm. Like, um, manifesting is done in words. Like uh, edification. Yes. Is, is done with words. Yeah. So there, there's a, I think conversation is more important in a lot more deep ways to the functioning of our society and and probably more than that than anybody realizes. I might be like exaggerating this correlation, but if you just, not just a conversation between two people, which is important, but the conversations that happen on a level of a society or a culture or politically or otherwise, like is really, really, I think it's fundamental to its existence, at least for sure in like an individualist free society like the United States. 
I think once the con- once the conversations start going down, th- things start going worse. Now, like you're saying, the noise doesn't go down. Just the I, just the conversation goes down. There's still a lot of people talking, a lot of noise, a lot of media, a lot of people commenting on each other's stuff. Um, but if it doesn't have the characteristics of of a conversation, which is basically the foundation of the free exchange of ideas. Without conversation, there is no exchange of ideas. If I'm just waiting for my turn to talk and to sell you on something that I believe, and I'm not listening to you, and I'm not trying to see where this conversation can go, we're not exchanging ideas. We're both going to be exactly the same before as before we started. And I think there's too much of that happening and not enough conversation happening. Well, well talking is not conversation. Right. Right. So... I mean, you can, that's a, a pretty easy qualifier for me. That is, um, and, and honestly, the other thing, Dustin, is um, more and more in my life, I'm appreciating um, conversation with people that have different viewpoints than me. Too many people only have conversation with people that agree with all of their ideologies and all their philosophies and all their theologies. And I'm appreciating, um, now, uh, if someone is a broken record, um, then uh, that's going to get old quick. Sure. But if someone feels, um, you know, if you're a flat earther, explain it to me. If you're, (laughs) I mean, you you know, and, and, and and if at the end we can laugh and still get a cup of coffee and we can still walk away and and it, here's the, here's the key is when you have a conversation and you leave going, I'd like to do that again with that person. Mm. You're not saying we totally agreed. You're not saying we're totally in sync. You're not saying we resolved anything. You're saying, I'd like to do that again. And I consider that a win. Yeah. That's it, man. That's it. And I think you kind of alluded to in there the idea of like um, selection and confirmation biases and all these things. I think more popularly we refer to them as like echo chambers. Is that the way it's described where people only like talking to people that just reaffirm what they already think over and over and over again like i'm not making fun of people who do that because i do that like everybody else sometimes but what you're saying is noticing the extreme value in doing the opposite of that finding people who don't think like you do and listening to them to see how it is they do think and and i and i i think part of that is um even when you go um cross ideology cross theology cross Mm -hmm. culturally for me, what I try to do quickly is find some commonality. And if I can find some commonality um, in, in us, I can then really connect on things I don't agree with because there is a commonality. And, and a lot of that, I mean, you know, you can, in a, in a, 
in the in the small talk portion. I mean, very few conversations. I, I like deep conversations and all, but I don't want someone to walk right up and say, you know, <laughs> what's the meaning of the universe? Correct. Yeah. <laughs> but but if you talk a little bit about the weather and it becomes to families and it becomes to going to the gym and hey, you go to the gym too and yeah. or, and uh, you know and what have you been doing? I've been watching NFL and what's your team and all and all of a sudden then we can then we can broaden that. But we've found that we are alike in enough ways that we are um we're not uh we're not protagonist we we are mm. we 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 just differ a little bit and i sure. think that's for me that's that's a key is finding some connection huh, that's a good strategy that yeah that is a good strategy i think it's assumed for me but maybe I sh- i'm making a mistake there maybe that's an error um yeah find common ground and then you can bounce your ideas that you don't agree on together you give more grace you yeah. you give more grace and they'll give more grace to you sure. because they go eh, we we got a little bit of like we differ on these things but we still and you give grace and you listen more and you yeah. and you um uh, and you uh, keep that mutual respect yeah, for somebody i think it yeah we, i mean we all know that everybody gets really bad ideas we've all had them so that means every person that you ex- respect and admire most in the world has also had a stupid idea so logically, just because somebody has a stupid idea doesn't mean you shouldn't respect them. Yeah, it's, so. it's, it's, uh, um, it's for me, it's also, um, if they've got a stupid idea, I want to know how informed they are on this. And if they've, um, and being informed doesn't mean that you've just, uh, you've just, they start naming conspiracy theory websites and that's their whole that's the whole uh, scope mm. of their of their research but if someone is informed and they know about things and they've thought about things and it doesn't mean you have to be scholarly it can be that you are um well read or you've experienced things mm. and and i go yeah i can i can respect that yeah and and, and uh i i still uh when we leave i may not agree but i i still go man that was really interesting and and uh um, and maybe hopefully out of that, I, there's something that I can leave with and I go, yeah, I'm going to think about that a little bit more. Mm-hmm. That's good. That's good policy. I have this one little weird strategy I do that <clears throat> it's, it was really impactful for my, um, life with other people. Socialization is that, um, if somebody delivers me an idea that, um, either I disagree with or I don't know, I'm agnostic on. If they can explain it to me with some reason and logic and evidence, and like you said, like t- tell me why, and it actually makes sense, a, g- a decent argument, mm-hmm. um, then I'll engage with that argument. I'll offer criticism to it, and I'll offer my argument if it's different. Um, but if they don't give me any of that, I don't ever criticize their argument, and I don't ever offer mine. I just I let them... <laughs> keep it unless they ask me yeah about, like what do you think of that i'm like you probably don't want to know what i think yeah <laughs> well uh, when you said that it reminds me of the dun kruger effect you know i'd be like it it makes me get along with people that have bad ideas and they don't know they don't make any sense yeah like it, we could still get along and i can still respect you i just there's no reason for us to have this conversation about your argument that's based in subjective fantasy well, um, are you familiar with Dunn Kruger effect? Dunn Kruger. Dunn Kruger effect. No, it's people that are um, who who think themselves to be an expert 
at something oh, I've, that, I've that they are, this, yeah. they are uh, uh, objectively wrong about things. And so people then become, they, they spread things and they talk about things and they, and they, as if they're experts and they're all their facts and all their background, all their research is wrong. And yet they continue to propagate um, certain ideas and certain things. And so what happens is, is um, they end up being able to, um, and they want to spread these things and they do it with such confidence that they mm. almost become believable. I see that and, a lot. Well, it the, worries me. The internet has has done that. The internet. I mean, you know, people. If you um, have you seen where someone um, uh, will repost something from a satirical site like The Onion? Yes, yes. <laughs> the th- tens of thousands of millions of people that think satire is real yeah and so, then they agree with it yeah so uh, uh, but that scares the shit out of me <laughs> even beyond agreeing with it me too <laughs> even beyond agreeing with it they repost it so they are they are growing it they're yeah. growing this idea and and uh mm. you know um if, yeah. you know you know and the onion is to me it's hilarious and there's such funny things yeah and it's, it's and like I, jonathan I, swift reborn man I know, it's beautiful but, but could but, you imagine if if in ireland when jonathan swift wrote that thing to solve the population problem that everybody should just start eating babies he was clearly being whatever but he wrote it officially that's the satire it's why it's funny it was a posting but could you imagine if people were so um easy to subject let's see suggestible if they were so suggestible that they actually did go around and start eating babies well that's sort of what we're doing now well in on social media are locally we have several we have several that call themselves satirical facebook sites and um people then begin to repost and re and and uh the thing about these, these local ones, they're not funny and they're not, they're not, um, it's just a weird, um, it's a, it, it garners them an audience, but it's a, there are several satirical sites here. And what happens is people then read that it's becomes true in their mind mm. and they don't do anything except then they repost it and someone else does. And then somebody else will say, this is a scam or this is a satire underneath there. And People don't retract it or delete it or anything, and, and it yeah. just. But, so I, I just. Um, well, are those things? Are they being like responsibly satiristic? Oh or, no, or they're trying to make it look as though it may be real. Like they're posting it like a news post or yes. something. Yes. Yeah. Well, and some of them even have the word news into their into their okay. name. And yeah. uh, but then if if they get called out on something, then they say, "Oh, it's a satire." We're and um, mm. it's not clever and it's not. So for me, um, what happens is is People um, blindly click share because it's so like sensational yeah, that they need they need to tell other people about yeah, it. Well, people should know about this. Yeah, it doesn't, yeah. and and people don't stop to think maybe it's so sensational because it's not true. Also, maybe it's not real. And and yeah. and, and the other thing is, um, should I share this? Right. Yeah, that's the first thing we learned like when I was a kid in like I think high school, junior high English class was the the whole idea that you should never repeat something on paper or orally that that you can't verify to be true. Or, or even it's, it's a risk to your 
um, credibility. If there's a, if there's a, and it doesn't happen as often as it used to more, but you still see it. If there is a news photo of something locally of a bad car crash, and there is a sheet over something in the road, that's poor taste. That's poor taste to take that photo. It's poor taste for the, for even the legitimate news outlets to share that because that's somebody's person underneath that sheet. And then for people to just automatically, and, and then in the comment sections are the wild, wild west. And they start, I've seen in comment sections of different things, they'll start naming people that, you know, someplace got robbed and it was, you know, well, they'll start naming who they think it might be. And I'm like going, dude, I'm irresponsible and all that. And, yeah. and I just don't, um, and people will start sharing that. And, and I go, mm-hmm. oh, hold up because. You can't put any of that back in the bottle. Right. Yeah, I know what you're saying. I have troubles drawing lines on on what's acceptable or not in free speech, which covers photography. Like, that's uh, that. It's hard to draw hard lines. I don't know where to put them. But well, for, for me, it's free speech and, and, and taste and empathy are... You can still have free speech, but is this... Mm. Is, are, are we... Th- what is the purpose of this? What, what is our intention of this. Yeah. And, and so then I look back and go, could we have done that in a way that still has the free speech? It still has the information, but has been um, more empathetic to um, those involved. Yeah. Yeah. Well, right. Society would have to decide because you're talking about like discrepancy, like um, what's acceptable to everybody. Have you ever seen, have you ever seen any Mexican news from Mexico? I can't remember. Dude, I've been to Mexico they, a lot. They, they, the, they show the cartel killings and dismemberments. And I mean, it yeah. is graphic on there. Yeah. And, uh, and so we aren't, I mean, obviously we're, we're in a different, you know, it's, it's different than us. So, but I, I just, I'm always erring towards, um, what is the intention? What is the intention of you saying this? What is the intention you're yeah. posting that? What yeah. is the intention? The and, risk is you're, 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 Losing your compassion and empathy and, and, and de-dignifying these people in order just to get, like, some extra attention. Well, it's, that's, it's, that's it's, a risk. If we're, if we're trying to get hot takes. Yeah, I see that. But that's not quite as dangerous as the other thing you mentioned, which is super dangerous, <laughs> yeah. is that people can make accusations now online with right. no consequence. You could just accuse people of shit right now online and there's no consequence for you doing that. Oh, I, Th- there is a result. That person will suffer damage. And uh, accusations spread like crazy online. And they don't have to have any evidence. The whole thing's backwards to me. Somebody could put on there and, and say, Dustin's a, a deadbeat dad, and he doesn't do this, and he hasn't done this, and he hasn't paid his taxes, and sure. and, he's, and his businesses are, you know, whatever, and they're financed by the cartel. I mean, they could, do it. So they could say all that stuff. There's, mm-hmm. there's, no, there's, there's, there's no filters for any of that stuff. And there's then, no consequence. Nothing bad happens to you for making false accusations. No, and, and, there should be. And, in, but, re- in real life, there would be. <laughs> yeah, but, but it, it, True. But it's um, to be able to repair things that either aren't true or don't even need to be said or whatever. Um, I mean, I, I had a uh, I had a, a a local Facebook group that um, posted something, 
and it was um, very, um, um, it was about addicts and about people. And uh, there was even something to be said about, um, you know, Narcan, we all just let them die or whatever like that. And, and, oh, and, yeah, and, yeah. and I, I commented and I just said, man, those are, you know, people's family and somebody's brother and somebody's mother and somebody's friend and somebody's coworker and somebody's, and I go, I think we ought to, you know, I think you gotta be a little bit cautious. I, I commented that I got a message, a, a Facebook message from them and said, Hey, we know a lot of stuff about you. If you don't want us to air you out, <laughs> Seriously? Oh yeah. Wait, wait, because you confronted their nastiness and self-sabotage. And and you did it politely and respectfully and just told them maybe it's not a good idea. I to... thought a lot about it before I commented. Right. They thought it necessary to th- they messaged me. you? Messaged me and said, Hey, if you don't want us to air you we, and and ha ha ha, we know a lot of oh stuff about gosh. you. And if you don't want us to air you out and um and you know what? What? I didn't. I didn't want them to air me out. Yeah, that's a power they shouldn't have. Uh-huh. But, it, but and and my 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 initial response was, "Freaking go for it, man! Let's do this." You yeah, know? throw but, it but, out but there. But then I went, "Yeah, I don't know if I could take much more of this, man." And so yeah. and so, honestly, I just didn't respond, quit commenting, and, and quit following the group. And, and yeah, but see, and, that's a problem. I know that is I, a problem, I, and I it's know, not but, not your fault. It's a problem. It's a problem because the power is real. And there is no defense against it. They could spread a whole lie about you that isn't true, but it will become true. Absolutely. In, in the sense that you will suffer in in income and job. And, and, and my family. And, all. and so for yeah. me, even that, and I feel like I'm a strong individual. I feel like I'm, I'm you know, an articulate. And I can, but I go, nah, the, the, put it this way. The risk reward of that situation was weighed out. Yeah, well, and, the, and, the, and, the, and the reward, the reward at that time in my life was not worth the risk. That's right. But the problem with that is, <laughs> I know that is I, how, I'm not proud of this. And I, and, no, I'm not saying you did anything wrong. I'm saying that you're not the problem. The problem is it is that the risk reward isn't worth fighting. That's the problem because that's how tyranny is born. Absolutely, one step at a time, one small loss at a time. Absolutely, against this shit. Absolutely, but but for me, I, I it's not just you; it's everybody. Well, yeah, and and, and so then are, the, are, are then they're allowed to say whatever they want to say, and they will stifle everything else. But and you it was just a, described Twitter, I think. <laughs> this was, I mean, and this was a yeah. local level. So so yeah. so national, it can get bit bigger on a national level. That's right. Or whatever. It scares and, me when I see hugely influential, powerful people that have a huge microphone and a big platform to tell the truth and tell their side of the story, and they still can't defend themselves against false accusations. Yeah. How is a regular person supposed to? Can't put it back to? in the bottle. Yeah, you cannot put it back in the bottle, and it's craziness. And it is crazy. But there are bad consequences from this situation we're in. Yeah, oh, it's yeah. bad. Oh yeah, that makes me nervous. <laughs> Let's talk about something more positive. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh man, um, there's one thing that you do that's positive online that I see. You you write these like. Um, you put a lot of thought and effort into these. They're like, what are they, like aphorisms, like proverbs? They're basically like little statements of wisdom to either get people thinking or conversations started or to communicate some like deeper understanding. It, 
I don't know. Do you call them anything? Or you just, nah, not, no, not really. I, what, I, what I do is I, I just think about um, a word. And when I think about a word, I think, how would I, if I had to communicate this word in a way that it might be meaningful to somebody else? And, and um, I kind of, uh, I kind of uh, think that through and kind of think about how I can condense this into, into you know, a, a sentence or whatever. And then uh, it might make some sense to somebody. And even if they don't agree, they think about that thought or that word right. or that phrase, and then they come up with their own um, idea of it. And so I just think that... Um, I like that. I like that. It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's an inspiration yeah, thanks. One way or another. I, I, I started doing some videos, too, where I, I kind of tell uh, ex- experiential stories um, of things that happened in my life and hopefully tie those into, and they're just maybe a 90 seconds or two-minute videos. I know everybody's attention span. I know my attention span. and But to be able to kind of capture if something happened or, or whatever, and I can kind of say, because I love word pictures, and I can kind of tell a word picture of mm. something that happened. I could tell a word picture of, of, of something, and um, it, uh, it tends to, it tends to um, I feel like if I can, uh, it feels like a contribution to, to society. I think it is, because at the very least, they're conversation starters. Either whether it's happening to people just with themselves, like they think about it, they're having a conversation with themselves, or... Um, they can talk to other people about it or they can comment and talk to, like to other people and you about it. Right. I think we talked about how important conversation is earlier oh, yeah. and those things that you say, you could say a lot about them and we could do that today. That'll be fun. Um, but one thing I like about them, they all seem to share a quality of being pretty open to conversation. None of them are really rigid. Like believe this asshole. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Believe this or you're an idiot it's they're they're sort of open for discussion one of the things that i hope that is um is even if it's implied is um it's okay for a man to be vulnerable that's one of the main um one of the main things that i i want to um as a message even if i don't mm. say it or whatever because it's okay for a man to be vulnerable, you can have. It's okay to have a deep thought. It's okay to um, express a fear. It's sure. o- it's okay to uh, say, "I like this. I'm I'm I, I like this." Mm-hmm. And um, it is um, in the in the world of everything being blamed on toxic masculinity. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I go. Uh, nothing has made me feel more masculine than being vulnerable. I agree with that. I want to get more of your thoughts on that because my understanding is you can do, you can be vulnerable in two ways um, as a man. I'm, I, I have trouble speaking for women. I, I don't fully understand what it would be like to be a woman. So I, I'm excluding them from my opinion. Um, as you progress through your masculinity and you gain strength and confidence, so you pass through machoism, which is usually happens when you're a teenager. And then you learn that that's stupid. Um, and you get strong enough to where not only can, like, you fight these battles and you have courage to slay your dragons, you know, literally or figuratively. 
Um, you could go to war and combat and, and that kind of courage and strength as a man. Um, but beyond that, something that requires even more masculinity, more courage, more strength, and more self-reliance would be, to me, vulnerability is, is like the strongest a man could be is when he's strong enough to be vulnerable um, because it's terrifying. Well, when you said that, I thought most of my scars came from machoism. Yeah, that's where so, you learn this is a so, bad idea. So, so, yeah, so, so most of it, I can show you all these different scars yeah. and, and things like that and go, yeah, because I thought I needed to portray or I needed to right. prove. Now, when I get older, and um, and let me tell you, um, it um, wisdom, wisdom doesn't inherently come with age. And so, Definitely but, but, but as, I, as I get older and I become more vulnerable, then if, uh, if someone says, hey, we ought to jump off this, we ought to jump off with this um, uh, gas tower with uh, these homemade bungee ropes. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I'm younger. I'm thinking, oh, man, I don't really want to do this, but I'm going to do it because everybody's going to think if I don't do it, I'm, you know, whatever. Right. And now I go, you know what? You guys go ahead. I'll film you guys. Yeah. And, and, and I'm vulnerable <laughs> enough to say, you know what? I've. I'm, yeah, I've, that that's I'm okay with not doing this, and so yeah. um, and then uh, emotionally it's even harder. So right. emo- emotionally to be vulnerable and to be um, if if you ask most men, and and this would be an interesting experiment, and you ask teens, and then twenties, and then thirties, mm. and then forties, and you say, what scares you? What are you afraid of? Most men at all ages are going to say nothing, or, or they just they just won't. They right, they, which they, is which is actually a declaration of their fear of being vulnerable. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, because yeah, they're like, not going to tell you're, you. You're like you're like I don't have anything. To go, oh, yep, you do, Jim. <laughs> there just, it is. Let me just mark you down for this. <laughs> yeah. But but it, it is right. true. And I've even people of of uh, my grandson the other day he said, "What are you What are you afraid of, Poppy?" And I had to think about it. And um and he's ten. And I didn't. At first, I didn't want to get um, super deep, and I thought, you know, and because I'm yeah. not afraid of snakes, I'm not afraid of drowning, I'm not afraid of, you know, confined spaces, I'm not afraid of, of these things. And I said, Jack, I'm, I'm sort of afraid of people not liking me. Now, that's pretty deep for a ten-year-old, but also well, I think ten-year-olds get that. Though. But also, if he feels that way. Yeah, and then he can process that because someone that I I, I think, he probably thinks you're pretty brave and strong, and oh he, yeah, he's going to see that like oh, yeah. oh man, he's afraid of that too. Maybe and, I'm not. And and then if it's okay, yeah, for him to feel that way, then it's I don't want him to be that way. Yeah. But but it, but you can't change you can't change things you don't know about. Mm-hmm. You just can't. And so um, so for me to that's vulnerable yeah. and and that's um that's way more vulnerable than physically um you know becoming vulnerable and so i yeah. just think that that's um i think that's important and i and important for the masculinity of a man and so for me um dude i love to bake i'm i bake i cook i bake bread i bake and i'm 
good with myself. That's that. excellent. I, I love it. And, I like cooking too. And, and uh, so it's chemistry, uh, man. You know, I I know I know people now. You know, even guys my age are. Oh man, if I you know if I had twenty thousand dollars or thirty, I'd buy a sixty-five Mustang or or I'd buy a you know I'd buy a, a whatever a sixty-seven Ford pickup truck or I'd buy this or I'd mm-hmm. buy I'd buy this boat and I go I'd buy a Viking oven. And they're like, what? And I go, oh, dude, a Viking, them things. Have you seen those things, man? They're about 18 grand. Yeah. and all. So, But I'm okay with that because I've got to the point of being vulnerable that I go, this is who I am. Right. If I that like, takes courage. It, 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 and so, it takes courage. But it's also incredibly freeing. Mm. It's incredibly freeing to, to, to say, um, uh, I like this or, um, yeah, I write poetry once in a while, or I, uh, I, I feed the bird. I, I have six bird feeders and I like to sit out back and, and feed the birds. And I, and because before you worry about how they're going to think about me, or are they going to oh, think I'm I not see, cool? Yeah. Or are they going to think I'm not a man? Are they going to think about it? Mm. And I go, yeah. And, and that even goes further in, um, how I dress. I'm okay with my style. I'm not trying to, I don't buy anything because it's cool or because it's in. Um, I don't buy anything that, or I wear anything because, oh, I think people are going to think, oh, this guy's got it together. Or, you know, he's obviously got money. He's obviously whatever. And he's, uh, I go, this is what I like. Mm. I like these colors. Yeah. I like these fabrics. I like these. And it's okay. And, and so when you get to where you're vulnerable and what happens is it's crazily freeing. It is crazily freeing. Yeah, that's sort of like the courage to face yourself. Um, and I look, man, that is so empowering. And I agree with you 100%. What I worry about is it gets confused with a different kind of vulnerability. And men can do, men are exceptionally dangerous when they're vulnerable this other way. Like where they're not going through this progress that I, that I believe exists, that I described. And they kind of go the other way where they give up and they become apathetic and they become suggestible and they don't know who they are and they don't face things courageously and they become slaves to their emotions and they're not even um, trying to regulate moderation or control themselves or whatever. They can get to this point to where then they also become vulnerable. Uh, But it's the wrong kind of vulnerable. It's like... I've seen it and it's hard to describe, but it's dangerous. Like, like they get suggestible and, um, I don't know. I don't know if I'm qualified to define that psychologically or sociologically, but do you, do you know what I'm talking about? Have you seen people become vulnerable in, in that way? Well, it's, um, Sort of, but they're becoming vulnerable because they have no choice. Like because they become weak. Yeah. That, so so that, so it's it's um, um, beat down is not vulnerable, right? <laughs> so so um, if you're um, it, it's it's vulnerable is the strength of confessing your weaknesses. It's not the um, the weakness of 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 being um, it's not it's it's not the weakness of of having no options except to tell that because right right like the surrendering to the yeah so so yeah so if you if um, if I don't have to tell you 
if I don't have to tell you something vulnerable, mm -hmm. then it's more strength to tell you. Right. I agree. I, that's the one you want. Yeah. I mean, I if, 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 uh, if, if, uh, if the cops stop you and say, and say, hey, we got you on tape, we, we, we've got you on film, we got the video, we got the ring camera and else, and we know that you did that, so might as well fess up. And they go, yeah, I did that. Um, That's not really taking responsibility. And, and, and it's, not, it's, <laughs> yeah. not, it's not that right. honesty or anything like that. Right. They, That's they, a they, good they, example. They got you. And, yeah. and, You're not uh, being George Washington right now. No, but, 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 but if something happens and you go, yeah. you know what, that was me. Yeah, that was me. I did that. It was dumb. And I, I know it was dumb. And, and so, yeah. but I, I just think that for, um, for men to, to, and for me for, to, to be vulnerable. And, uh, um, what happens is, um, I have slowly and, um, I'm working, not worked. I'm working through it is then I'm able to do something about it. I'm able to do something That's about right. my feelings yeah. because, because I've gone, you know, yeah, this, this is, yeah, this is how I feel. And I'm, and I don't want to, if I'm vulnerable, I can say, I don't want to feel, or I can say, I do want to feel this way. I want to feel this way because, um, it keeps my ego in check. I felt like we had a good discovery there. I had this, you know, this idea of what goes wrong that, the the wrong kind of vulnerability versus the right kind of vulnerability for men. And um, I think uh, our two perspectives together really made it pretty clear for me. Well, let me ask you this. Do you think it's uh, that's strictly what the intention of a vulnerability is? The intention of our vulnerability. You mean like the purpose of it, like why mm -hmm. we have it? Yeah. And why are we seek to protect it? That's a pretty deep. It is because let, let me tell you this. If um, it can, um, someone, a man, mm. could use that because girls like vulnerable guys. Do they? Well, I, I, I tend to think that I, I, I yes, I will. I will. I, I think. I think they do because that doesn't um, it doesn't mean you're not masculine. It doesn't mean you're not um, you're not a man's man. But um, it's that it's a sensitive type, and so if you hard to tell that too. Yeah, I mean, maybe I, maybe I don't know. Every, I mean, listen, yeah, I'm, everything's I'm, so hard to tell too. Yeah, because, I'm single, so, <laughs> so so forget forget anything I just said. Well, but, I think these things too, and then I think about them, and I've actually studied that one a bit, you know. And I don't mean to, to derail your point there, but. Like, it is worth noting that, you know, of course women like vulnerable, sensitive men, because women also like to have a lot of friends. Oh, yeah. If, yeah. The question is, are they sexually attracted to Good it? point. So, so yeah. I, guess, I guess I'll, let me requalify that statement. If a guy thinks he's doing this to get women. Uh, so, uh, so maybe somebody, uh, on TikTok or on Facebook or on Instagram and they do a, you know, they go, oh, I'm at a flower shop and I, you know, mm. I just, I, I, you know, I, I'm, I'm kind of get finding out that I like flowers and I like mm. to plant. Now, if you do good for you, because I have plants in my house and I have good for you. But if you're doing that with the intention of getting sympathy or getting attention, or if you're, so if your intention is, is that, 
um, so that so that others think differently about you. Yeah. Then it 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 it's the it's the, the opposite effect. But if you're doing that's a disingenuous motivation. Sure. I think people pick up on that, and that's like um, snake in the grass. It, well, and it, like, it's no, 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 no. by the by the opposite by the total opposite. Um, people that guys that present as being ultra ultra macho is also just as easily detectable. Oh yeah. And so that's, that's and, actually and, super and, easy. And, and, <laughs> but, but both, both ways are because, yeah. because, because people are, are, we're not dumb and we, we get that. Yeah. And, and so, so I just think the intention, so if your intention of being vulnerable is, is so mine, and I've thought about this because I think about my intention for everything. Um, why am I going to post this? What is my intention to say this? What is my intention to go here? What is my intention? Mm-hmm. Because that is a better, um, that's a better um, guide for me than just uh, emotional feelings. Mm-hmm. But if, if I'm doing that, if, if I'm thinking it through and I'm thinking, um, you know, for me, my, my being vulnerable is one, it helps me to heal. It's also, two, the most authentic me right. there is. And three, maybe it will help somebody else. So, if, so that's yeah. my intention for doing that. Now, if I was doing that because I thought, you know what, I bet I could really build a following if I come across right. as being, you know. So if I have a chainsaw, mm-hmm. but I'm actually carving daisies out of, with a chainsaw, maybe I'll get an audience that'll right. be, and I go, well, that's not. I get that all the time, actually. People trying to help me um, promote my podcast, which is the only public thing that I do now. Um, they give all these ideas how I could, like, get more people to listen to it if i do these things or those things that basically to be disingenuine and i'm like no that's not what i'm doing here you know what i mean um the the strategy you're talking about is basically what our grandma told us you know what i mean just you got to be yourself um that means to to not be lying about your motive and what you're going after be your genuine authentic self is what you're saying. And that's actually takes some work to find out. The best me is better for everybody. It may not seem like it at first. It it may be a hard transition, but me being the best me is going to be the best me for everybody else too. Right. And it will, it will attract people into your space that, that are uh, more compatible with who you really are that kind of lines up reality with you. And that's definitely going to be a sustained strategy. It's never going to go wrong. Well, it goes back to that Dunn-Kruger effect. If, if um, I love someone that says, I don't know, or I've never heard that, yeah. or, or they say, um, I, I, that never occurred to me. Mm-hmm. And because all of a sudden I go, this person really, truly is is vulnerable. They're open, and they probably want to know more. That's a good point. The best way to be vulnerable is to realize you're an idiot, like <laughs> all of us. Like, when, now I mean this specifically. Like, if you can shut your ego down for a second, which likes to make you feel like you know everything and your information's complete and all of your ideas are good. Um, none of that's true. Never has been true for anyone alive not even Einstein. So the the truth is more like there's a lot of shit you don't know. And a lot of your ideas are bad because of it. And um, so when a person can can accept that 
for themselves, then they get a really good chance to see where exactly am I ignorant? Because there's a difference between just like knowing you don't know things and knowing what it is that you don't know. Yeah. And, you know. and the other thing is a word you used, ignorance is not a fault or a bad thing. It means I don't know. That's, yeah, that's it. It, 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 it. So, so when someone, it, oh, that's right. It became kind of an insult. Yeah, for a while, oh, you're didn't ignorant, it? and and you're ignorant, and 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 I go. That just means that they don't know, and that, so I don't think that's. I don't think you're. I don't think you're roasting them like you think you're roasting them. Yeah, <laughs> because not unless it's something they should. Well, know, be, like, be, because <laughs> because if if some if you said um, if you said uh, how much do you know about trigonometry, and I said I'm totally ignorant on that. Yeah, that's would be ac- like accurate. Probably. Yeah, and, yeah. And, and and for me, I go, I'm not offended at all by by that. But it's but um, pretending to know something, or even um, having a limited knowledge and thinking you're an expert is mm. uh, is way worse. Mm-hmm. It is uh, if you had if you had if you had a, a heart attack, and someone said, "Oh, I can do open heart surgery." I've I've been on WebMD and I've done, I've done <laughs> yeah, and, and I'm, right. I'm pretty sure I, I saw this on YouTube and let me, and you I go, understand the basics. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Give and, me the and, knife. <laughs> and, and you go, Oh no, no, no. <laughs> yeah. I, but, but, but if, if you did uh, and I went, Dustin, I, I, I can't help you, man. I, I, I'm totally ignorant. Let me find an expert. That's like, the people you trust. Right. Yeah. Right. But, but, but it's, and so just in life, um, there are a lot of people in our culture right now talking loud that it's very apparent they don't know shit, but they are not willing or able to notice or believe that they, they really are lacking in information. There's a, um, that's terrifying. It is. Um, there is, there's a quote that says you can gauge, uh, you can gauge someone's ignorance by the number of phenomena they can explain with the same answer. So if they're able to do that, they're more ignorant. You, yeah. So if they can, exp- the more phenomena they can explain with the same answer. Yes, I totally get so, that. So, that's, so, that's so, so, good. so I'm going to so, steal that. So I'll, I'll go. I'll go back uh, uh, a few presidents ago. If gas went up, thanks Obama. Yeah. If if uh, your school canceled the 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 play, right. thanks I, Obama. I remember that. And 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 so uh, so if someone can explain. Um, you know, so even if they explain everything with global warming, mm. it's global warming. And, and, and they go, oh, well, you know, and they, they go, well, there's, you know, the, the pineapple crops dying in, in Hawaii. That's mm-hmm. global warming. And, and I just, yeah. And that makes me think of this great example that happened to me recently. Um, I have a, a person that I know that is, I have much respect for. They're extremely religious, which I have a deep admiration and respect for Christianity but they sort of got in this habit of saying, you know, that's Jesus for everything. And I was like, okay, that's not helping anymore. <laughs> like it may be, that may be true or not. Let's say it is true. That's still like so far down to f- the line of things that I can use. Like you, you're describe, you're, you know, of course everything is, is because God's plan. Yeah, but, but I understand but, 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 that, but I still have to be able to do something. Other well, than just, if, <laughs> if you describe if you described everything, if you could always describe any phenomena by saying that's how the atoms aligned, right? Yeah, same thing. And and they go, 
what am I supposed to do with that? Right. And yeah. the other thing is, is <laughs> it's not that, an explanation for everything. No, but but it, but if if they can describe so many, so if if everything that goes wrong in the world is the government's fault, right. everything goes wrong in the world is the Republicans' fault, yeah. everything is the Democrats' fault. If everything that if uh, so if they can describe most of the phenomena you talk about, and they can use just a very small handful of answers, mm. and um, it just to me, uh, and once again, I'm saying ignorance by, by not as a slam, but go, that means they really don't know the answers. Right. Yeah. It's a trap too, like that people can get in. If you, you know, you get one answer and you just decide this is satisfactory and I'll use this to answer this question from now on about the, the universe or life or my life or whatever, then you stop looking. If, if every time you ask me something, I went, no, it is what it is. Yeah. On, and you go, yeah, you know, boy, can you believe how high gas price? It is what it is. And you go, man, can you can you believe the 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 the, the southern poles are melting? You go, eh, it, is, it is what it is. Yeah. And can you believe they you know, that Mars has a, a new? Uh, it is what it is. And there's people that You're because right. what happens is is that's just that's a good example of the opposite of admitting your ignorance. Because if you could say, man, shit, I don't know. Maybe I should know. Right. Should and, I know? Or, or, but or, there's a lot of things you don't have to know. Yeah, but that, I was going to say, you also could say, you know, I, that's not, I've got a lot that concerns me right now. And yeah. I, I, don't, I can't take on one more thing. It's right. okay to say that, too. Yeah. Yeah, if it doesn't obviously have some utility for your life or your future vision or whatever. Or you, just, or you simply don't have a bandwidth for it. There's, right, been, yeah. there's been times in my life, okay, there have been really some times in my life that I have not been good with money, a lot of times. And it's because there are times in my life where emotionally and mentally, I don't have the bandwidth. It doesn't mean it's not important. It doesn't yeah. mean it's not valuable. It doesn't mean, it means that right now, I understand I don't have the bandwidth. So I'm just going to, and later on I go, I agree. That was dumb or that wasn't, or I could have done better. But I go, so there's just times in life we just do not have the bandwidth. Sure. And that's understanding your, um, your emotional health. And when you understand that, you go, I just, now, there are things that we still have to face. Um, let me tell you, if you continue to tell your wife that, that ain't going to last long. That's not why you do this. Why you, I don't have emotional bandwidth. I don't, so, oh, right. So, yeah. so, so you can't keep saying, you know, that, that might work once or twice. I don't twice. have the bandwidth for anything I don't like to hear. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to sit back in the corner and play my guitar for uh, a month. But, yeah. but there, are, there are times and there are things and there are things that generally in life it's okay to pump the brakes on. Yeah, I, and, I agree with that. I do that like on a very functional level because I get a lot of irons and fires with businesses and different things. I'm still also trying to juggle this, my personal development, personal growth. I'm always doing stuff with that too. And, and I don't have bandwidth for everything I want to do. So I try to stack it up. Like, And if something comes around where I'm like, man, I just can't, I can't even think about this right now. But I, but I realize I'm it could be useful if I did. Yeah. I put it down. Okay, in six weeks, I'm changing my calendar, my schedule, and my vision. Okay, in six weeks, this is now on the list for something to consider for sure. utility and, or priority. And, and there's sometimes in life we have to create the bandwidth. If you yeah. have a bill that's due and you keep you keep throwing the you keep throwing the bills coming in, and they keep throwing it away. Eventually, yeah. you gotta. And so you gotta create the bandwidth. But you but part of that maturity is figuring out. Um, you know. Um, there, there's a great philosopher 
whose name was Kenny Rogers. Yeah. And he said, you got to know when to hold them and know when to fold them. <laughs> yeah, and, that's and true. Know when to walk away, know when to run. And so there are times when yeah. you can hold them. You got to do something with it. There's times you go, I got to fold. I'm, and I'm, but see, this is coming from you, which is a guy. I try to remember my audience sometimes. You, you have a tremendous amount of fighting spirit and sense of adventure about you. Not everybody has that. Did you know, um, and I'm just kind of throwing this out there for fun. Um, this isn't fun, though. Um, the most recent study has found a pretty significant level of like subclinical apathy in over 35% of people now. Uh, you know, apathy is like where you don't, you know what that means? Yes. You don't care. You, so you, you give you, up you, on trying. You literally, it doesn't matter to you at all. Yeah. So obviously they're not clinical ap- apathetic. Like they don't need treated by a professional, but like 35% of people are just giving up on shit. Um, so the the thing about that is I've been at some points of my life where um, what happens is, and I think it's directly related to depression. Um, and a lot of people don't won't admit they're depressed or won't. But there's a, but what happens is with apathy is then you are almost unable to have joy. Oh, for sure. So, so even on, even on things that you love, apathy, apathy is like the worst thing that could happen to a human, in my opinion. Like it is the step right before like atrophy and decay and death. Sure, like, but but you, but then you're not going to make it. No, because because then you literally, um, because you begin to have apathy about certain things, that is um, a virus in your life that spreads and grows and eventually you can't hardly find joy in anything. And, um, yeah, what I'm getting at is like three and a half out of 10 people that might listen to this are not going to be like you with this immense fighting spirit inside of you and a sense of adventure that you're, you're like finding a way to calm that down and become, um, more relaxed and let things go but the three and a half out of ten people that might listen to this would they're people that are trying to find some way to get a fighting spirit to get inspired to give a shit to do something um what would you say to them do you think there's uh, quieting your spirit quieting your spirit um allows you to think with clarity, allows you to um, take a 100-foot uh, view of your own self. Because we spend most of our life at the one-foot view of our own self. But when you, are, when you quiet your spirit, and that could be physical silence, it could be meditation, it could be simply... Um, um, exhaling in life a little bit and quieting your spirit. And uh, that's not easy because um, Rage Against the Machine, there's a song that says, the sound of silence makes me sick. Mm. That's, and that's a reality for a lot of people. But if you quiet your spirit and, you, and you're able to step back from your own self and, and, and kind of um, all of a sudden um, absurdity stands out. All of a sudden, mm-hmm. uh, all of a sudden, um, maybe narcissism stands out. Maybe, uh, maybe good qualities stand out. Maybe um, um, 
everything kind of stands out. And you look back and you go, uh, this is who I am. And mm -hmm. I can choose, and maybe it's exactly who I want to be. And I just need to keep doing this. Maybe it's not. And so what do I, and so um, I think that, that for somebody that was, I think that the, the ability to kind of quiet their spirit and quiet their, and I understand in young, if you have people who are young listeners and they got young families and they got a crazy job and they're constantly, it becomes harder to do that. And, but I think finding a way to just um, quiet your spirit and then step away from yourself and, and go, this is what I truly think. This is what I truly believe. This is not what I tell my buddies. This is not what I post on Instagram. This is what I truly think about these things. Yeah. And, and then, then you go, do I like that about, do I like this me? And um, that's, I don't, I don't know that, that there's not a right or wrong. Because even if you're not a good person, but you like it, then that's not, I mean, it just is what it is. But if you step back and go, is, is this the best me? And then if not, how do I get there? How yeah. do I get to be my best? Now friend? you got something to do. That's meaningful. That's good. That's a good perspective. I like that. I think that's useful too. I've observed some things that seem to help people that are apathetic, um, that are right along lines with what you just said. Like, um, it's usually stop thinking about yourself and, you know, decide to go engage in something that helps other people for a while. And I think basically it helps them disengage from oh, their, sure. from their internal narrative and connect with other people. You know, you really can get good at taking care of yourself. If first you practice to taking care of other people. Well, yeah, absolutely. It's easier to take care of other people for some reason than it is yourself sometimes. It's because you can walk away. You think? Yeah, I, if, if you're taking care of other people and doing other, other people, you can walk away. But guess what? When you walk away, you're still with you. And so, yeah. so, uh, so you, can, you can walk away and you can feel good or bad or indifferent or you can think I, I did well. You can pat yourself on the back. You can do whatever yeah. you want. But when you walk away, then um, that's done. Mm. But with you, you still got to brush your teeth and look at the person in the mirror and that person doesn't go away. Yeah. Plus helping other people, I think just intrinsically will help you feel better about who you are. Well, it's okay that there's a selfish reason for helping other people. I absolutely. Think. There's a, there's a dopamine that's released when you do that in yeah. you, in you. If, sure. if, if I, if I help you. So if, if I, um, if I see you and you walk out back of your house and you're carrying groceries and you drop the groceries and I bend down to pick them up and I help you, you feel better that I've helped you. I feel better that I've done something good. And then over here at Oscar's Pizza, Matt's looking out the window and he goes, well, that was nice. That guy just helped Dustin. And then he feels better about it. And then somebody across the street yeah. happened to have a video and they video it and they feel better. They put it on Facebook and people watch that and go, I feel better I feel better watching that people I don't even know, he's helping him. We, we see it all the time. It's amazing. And but it's, there's a dopamine. And so all of a sudden, all of a sudden, so many people feel better about something and it's okay. That's not selfish. To, it's okay. So, well, yeah, some things are okay to be selfish about. I mean, if you weren't considering yourself, no one else would necessarily. You're the one that's responsible for your survival. That's yeah, right for so. sure but but that, that's just a 
that's just a way that, um, yeah, so helping other people. And it's okay to feel because it just, it makes everybody feel better. It just does. That's true. That's interesting. The other thing that seems to help people, maybe it's not different, it's on this, along the same lines, is to to just take on a, a really important responsibility of some kind, which is pretty much along the lines of helping someone else. It, 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 um, but something you, that is like a commitment that you could follow through with seems to help people that are apathetic. Yeah, it's, I mean, there's a, um, it, it, it gives them some focus. And so if you've got something that you, it's a, it's a, a goal or a commitment or something like that, you can, you can focus and you can say, I mean, I've had to in my own life, I don't know if you ever had, have had to literally tell myself, I got to shake this off. <laughs> I got to shake this mm-hmm. apathy off. I got to shake this. Oh yeah. I got sh- I I, I, I to I shake off this self pity. I've got to shake off this sadness. Yeah. I got to, I got to shake it. Listen. And that and, stuff's like poop in my mouth, man. Like if, if I feel that way, I'm like, I don't like this. We're going to do something. I'm going to go for a run. I'm going to jump in a bath of ice water. I'm going to do something. Well, I mean, yeah. there, there's times, there's times in my life and, you know, um, even now, if, if, uh, if my grandchildren are coming over and I'm feeling however I'm feeling, I go, I got to get my shit together because I, listen, I want, I want, this is about them, not about me. And so you can shake it off. And so there's that commitment to, to, to make any change. You can fight through it. Not always. People will always with anxiety, with, um, with, uh, shame, with all these different feelings, people, people who haven't experienced them will go just freaking quit being sad. Quit being, quit being, you know, which, oh, people's advice to other people. Yeah, just snap yeah, out of it. Right. And let me tell you. Boy, if, that's easy, right? Well, if we all could just snap out <laughs> yeah. of our own mental health issues, don't you think we'd all just, we'd leave that switch. I'd tape the switch going yeah. on. But, right. But it's also not that terrible of advice, too, because sometimes we all get seduced into our own misery. Isn't it strange, like, when feeling sorry for yourself can be really seductive to make you want to keep feeling sorry for yourself? Or being angry can be so seductive and making you find other ways to stay angry. Oh, for sure. Like, sometimes it is a little helpful when somebody's like, hey, just knock that shit off. Oh, <laughs> absolutely. But it has to be the you right, to, you it has to to do the right person. Right. That's a good point. Because let yeah. me tell you, if, if you don't already have a relationship with him, Oh, it's right. not going to be received yeah. well. Nope. I mean, I mean, if if <laughs> I see, if I'm angry, if I see somebody at the uh, who's walking out at the at the mall and they got a they got a mean mug on their face and they're mad and I, want, I said, hey, sir, knock that shit off. <laughs> yeah, that's not going to. That's go well. not going to go well. <laughs> that's not going to go well. But but if I see somebody that I know and that that I you know have a relationship with and I go uh, and I start talking and they start being angry about it, I go, yeah. hey, listen, man, you know. what? You know, it's okay if you, it's okay that you can just change it up. And right now, listen, let's, you know, man, I, I know you and I know yeah. that you're a strong person and I know this is not you. And so, man, yeah, shake that mm. off. It's a, it's a, it's different, but, um, mm. my trick is meditation when like, usually meditation isn't all that fun. So like, usually I'll do other stuff because it's more fun. If I'm feeling like lethargic, I'll go for a jog. If I'm feeling like uninspired, I'll get in. A, I literally get in a in a cold tub, ice water, and just get loaded with adrenaline and, and then dopamine and all. Maybe feel inspired later, or like I, those are the things I usually do. But when like um, I get 
emotions or stuff happening that I, that I can't seem to stop making thoughts about, which is a good indication to me that I've lost authority. Um, I will meditate, which I'll do an insight meditation, which is where I can, I just get into a state to where I can objectively observe those states and those feelings and those physiological and emotional things. And what's amazing is it only takes a few minutes for those things to disappear when they're brought into your awareness in that kind of state. Um, it's an incredibly powerful tool, skill that I've learned. And uh, I often am hesitant to suggest it to people because it doesn't, it never sounds compelling to people that that could be the, the single most important skill they ever gain in their life. Well, I think part of that, Dustin, is even myself. Um, I'm going to venture to say I meditate and I don't even know I'm meditating because in my mind, I've got a preconceived idea of meditation. And, and so we think it has to be done a certain way and a certain, you know, the, the whole idea of you got to be eyes closed and, and freaking humming something or whatever. And, and because we, that's, it's kind of perpetuated that way. And so to be able to understand um, this is what you're trying to achieve, and it may look a lot different on how you get there on meditation. Because if we think, I gotta lock myself in a closet, I gotta, it's gotta be quiet, I've gotta be, you know, and, um, and go, it, it very well could look like that. But there are other ways that meditation can look. And like you said, it could be jogging or, I mean, so I think mm -hmm. uh, an education or, a, um, or letting people um, figure out, say, what am I trying to achieve? And then how I get there varies drastically. Yeah, it is best when people learn for themselves their own best way. It's, it's best because they also remember it better. Yeah, and, and it's also not forced. Yeah. If, 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 someone, if someone says the only way to meditate is, you know, you got to have a gong you got to have, oh, right. and, and, and all of a sudden, and, yeah, and, which that's always kind of been ironic to me because a good insight meditating, like the, the less things to think about obviously are better. Yeah. And those things are all things to think about. Clear your mind is hard. Yes. Yeah. Well, and, and I think a lot of people misinterpret the, the point of meditating. It isn't to actually sit in a state of like transmuted thought, like no thought, um, I mean, that is the point for some people, but that's kind of like enlightenment. Like you're not probably not going to do that. What, what you're practicing is the movement. Like, so you clear your mind for a second and then a thought or a feeling will arise that you, it just happens. And then you see it, but instead of chasing it down, you see it and observe it, feel it, and then, you know, let it go and gently move your, your awareness, your attention out of it and let it go. And it's that, it's just that movement. Like it's like a muscle that the, the practice that you're really going for. So you're never going to accomplish meditation. If you're trying to accomplish never like not thinking the whole time, what you are going to do is strengthen your muscle of the ability to select or let go of what's happening inside of you, which I find really useful when I'm awake later on. Like, like I can stop and be like, uh, let that go. Nope. What, what's your feelings on um, um, repetitious mantras? Mm. Well, it's a it's a programming, and that that can be useful. 
Um, but I think ideal, ultimately what it comes down to for people who do it is it ends up being a meditation. It ends up being a state that they become familiar with that they can just go back to, which I think fundamentally that's what it is. I guess it's probably important what the mantra is, mm-hmm. what you're saying and what it means to you. Well, I there, don't know. Yeah. What do you think? Um, yeah. So uh, Christians practice, if you ask Christians about meditation, they're generally going to, uh, they're going to think of maybe an Eastern religion or something like that. But, but let me tell you, Christianity, uh, evangelical Christianity, Western evangelical Christianity, practices a thing called um, breath prayers. I was going to say a prayer looks a lot like meditating does, to me. But, that, but breath prayers are something that you sort of repeat, um, just repeat over and over again, and it causes you to focus and causes you to... Um, and so I think, that, um, I think that, as you said, depending on what you are, the mantra, what you are repeating or whatever, but if that allows you to at least slow down and mm-hmm. be in that place for a moment, yep. then I think you're okay. That, and, and, and because you're, you're, you're going, um, because, because I think then once you experience that, you, then you begin to broaden that a little bit into different ways, and you don't have to do that. But I think it's, um, you know, it's, it's probably just like um, running. You, you know, you, you go out and walk a block before you run a mile, and so there has to be a way that, uh, eventually to, to feel that way. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, I think prayer and meditation are in the same realm. And I also think concentration is in that realm. And I think self-hypnosis is in that realm. They're all useful in, this, in very similar ways. And they might be useful in other ways. I'm not ruling that out. I'm just pointing out the ways that they're similar. But you mentioned something about activity that I also think there are some things that require so much of your present attention that you have to let go of all other thoughts and feelings and sensations um certain activities like some people find this when they're surfing um you know you're you have to pay attention to the waves the atmosphere the wind other people you're bored you're bound like so much goes in it requires all of your attention and it's still not enough attention so you can't possibly be worried about the bad shit that happened yesterday or the terrible thing that might happen tomorrow so you're essentially meditating the whole time you're surfing well, Same could be true with fishing or running or... For sure. Well, th- that brings up a point. One of the things that I am really being cognizant of in my life and I'm working on is I want to um, increase the number of moments in a day that my mind and my feet are in the same place. That's actually a meditation, too, is to think about your toes and move them. Well... I didn't know that, but, <laughs> yeah. I, but I but I know that that, that if and, and, and for being present, I like that for being present. If I and um, if I can increase the number of times a day yeah. that my mind and my feet are in the same place, then I'll, I'll give you a, a quick little story. Is about that what that. they mean? That's the kind of where the expression like give what's in front of you your attention. Sure. Yeah. And and so for me, um, I'll give an example. I was uh, in the in the mid two thousands. Um, I was in Africa, I was in Kenya, and I was witnessing uh, at the Maasai Mara the Great Migration. 
The Lion King mm, Great Migration. No way. Saw thousands that. and thousands, if not tens of thousands, if not millions of animals, they cross from Tanzania, they cross the Mara River, and they come into Kenya. They come looking for water. Exactly, exactly like the Lion King. And there are... You can sit in one spot and you can watch wildebeest for hours hmm. farther than you can see the end of them. That's how big the herds are. Herds of zebras, everything. So I'm witnessing this. And at one point, I realized that I was jacking with my camera so much, trying to get the best pictures and the best mm. video. And though, and I, I, was, I realized that I was jacking with my camera so much and, and to get the best pictures... I was not in that moment. That is one of the that's one of the um, natural wonders of the world, and I'm there <laughs> yeah. and I'm watching it, but I can't even but you're be not, there because you're not actually there. You're in this camera because I want to be able to show you later. <laughs> right? Yeah. So, so I am uh, I, not I, even show me like show me a a copy. Yeah. So, yeah. so, so I'm I'm. I am investing in the later mm, instead of being right. present in the now. And yeah. I remember that moment vividly of uh -huh. going, I got to put this camera down. And I thought, if I ever do this again, I'm not going to bring a camera or a phone. Mm. Because the temptation to not be in the moment. Now, that was a kind of an aha moment for me. But I just think that, that being present where your feet are and, and your mind being where your feet are. And one of the ways that I started doing it a few years ago was when I talk to somebody, I turn and square my shoulders with them. Mm, yeah. So if I'm, if I'm talking to you, even now, if I'm sitting like this or, or if, we're, if I, see you in the, I see you at the store and I say, hey, Dustin, and if I'm turned, that body language is I'm ready to go. Yeah. I, let, let me get this done. Or but, if I pull the phone out of pocket and start looking at sure. it. Sure. But if I take, when you say, hey, Kevin, and I turn, and if I square my shoulders with you, mm -hmm. I'm way more likely to be in that moment, thus in that conversation, and be able to listen and, have a, and to be able to be there. And mm -hmm. you, consciously or subconsciously, notice that. And so, just, oh, yeah. so for me, just now, thinking about trying to say, um, how much more often... Do and so, I live in a great place that has woods all around it. There's trails. There's woods. There's um, and I like to go for walks in the woods. Now, when I do, I have headphones on. I listen to podcast and I just. But sometimes now, I take them off mm. and I stand there and I listen and I hear rustling some leaves and it's a squirrel. I hear uh, something else. I I smell. I smell better. I can. I didn't smell that. How can, how can headphones on cause me not to smell that uh, earthy smell? It does, though. It does. It takes attention. So for me, I go, in this moment, that's my great. feet and my head are in the same spot. And so that's, a, that's um, kind of a goal of mine now. And that even in, um, uh, when I'm with my grandchildren, um, mm. with my kids or my daughter or with friends, I go, how can I really be in this moment? Be because... There is never, ever in the history past or in the future going to be another moment exactly like this. That's so true. And th this is such a wild part of this conversation because that is one of my primary goals in life, but for a whole different subset of reasons. So it's wild to hear yours. It's it, and yours are extremely wise and um, inspiring. So I feel like I'm just going to add all those reasons. 
onto my reasons. Um, but I, I read a long time ago um, from Eckhart Tolle, The Power of Now. Um, and then later on, I came across Sam Harris, which is another good one. He designed the Waking Up app and has written a lot about um, meditation and states. And he's a neuroscientist. Um, but anyway, one interesting thing that's that's true, that everyone knows is true, is all we ever have is the present moment. Mm-hmm. Everything in the past was comprised of present moments. And everything that will happen in the future will only be comprised of present moments. So the idea of controlling anything that's not in your proximity or in the same time as you um, is absolutely futile. Um, yeah. Other than directing yourself in, in, a, in a future direction, an orientation. Like, okay, we're not just going to go down this path of terrible ideas we're going to go this way but um just realizing all of your power in the present moment and that that's where your life is that's where it always is it was yesterday and it will be tomorrow also is kind of a cool thing to realize and for me i have like these selfish reasons too as i've observed that time passes more slowly because i love this life i mean i love this life I always have. I'm Good. super optimistic. And even when shit goes terribly wrong, I'm like, yes, this is cool. <laughs> right? It doesn't matter to me. It's all amazing. I'm so happy to be here. I feel grateful every day to be here. Always have. And it's not because I'm super smart. I just got lucky that way. Sure. Um, but So I like time to pass very slowly. And I've noticed when you're not where your feet are, like you say, that time disappears you don't remember anything when you're not mm-hmm. in the same space in as you you are with your body like if me and you're sitting here right now talking but my mind's actually thinking about something somewhere else i'm not going to remember this it, not even tomorrow i won't remember yeah. most of this so it it'll seem like time has gone by like it seems dangerous to not be um to not be present and maybe not physically dangerous, maybe physically dangerous. I mean, obviously, if yeah. if, if, if I'm, I, I run a chainsaw a lot. I cut trees, I block trees out, we cut that's firewood. A, that's a bad and, time and, to lose uh, your focus. Sure. <laughs> yeah. So, so uh, once again, I love word pictures. But uh, but even even dangerous in that if um, if someone's telling you something that's important and you're not in that moment and you're kind of just, ah, you know, blah, 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 blah. And then you miss it. It could be dangerous for your relationship. It could be dangerous for their life. It could be dangerous for, um, it could be telling you something that's important. Um, mm-hmm. and, and the word picture I think about is how many times, um, it, it changes now because of the landscape, but how many times have you ever driven to Indianapolis and thought, have I passed Tipton yet? And yeah, you, and, and you're like going. That's right. So, so, so you, so you're like, the I don't world. even know where I'm at. I've, and she go, Oh my god, how long have I been driving? And I don't even know. I don't even know. Did I pass the Tipton Junction or you know? And so, yeah. So even at that, you go, That's not good. It's not good to for you're driving an automobile. And I think about it in life, it, even the dangers of life. If you are not present, um, the world passes you by. Yeah, and there's and there's a lot of things that that if you miss them, it could be detrimental. Maybe that's a better word than dangerous, but it could be detrimental to you um, to not be present. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah, yeah. There's too much to miss. 
I think. Yeah. Yeah. I was trying to think of an example like where it would be a good idea to be just completely unconscious of your... At the dentist. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> I, I, I don't want to be thinking about what that drill's doing in yeah, there. <laughs> I don't know. Like, I can't think of... I think if you actually think it through, like putting all of your attention into any experience is probably beneficial. Oh, I, I, I think it... I think it, even if you were in prison, you could still... The still the path to having the best existence wouldn't be avoidance. Yeah, it's it's it, just, it's it would be. It's not the best. It's it's the easy. It's easier, and that's why we do it. You think? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's easier to it's easier to um, to be at a funeral and to think about the 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 best times with that person instead of thinking about that um, the reality of it. I agree that it seems easier. I don't, I don't know that a lot of these things that seem easier actually are if you just expand the scope of time, like long term. Um, you know, like watching TV seems easy instead of working out, but just walking up a flight of stairs six months later might be difficult now. So, yeah. so watching TV actually is quite difficult when you can't walk upstairs anymore. Yep. You know, so I think a lot of things are like that. And it's sort of, this goes back to what we talked about earlier with vulnerability too. I think really the answer um, is that the truth doesn't, doesn't hurt you. The reality, the right now, whatever it is, it's, it's way better. It's where all your power lies in, because when you're talking about the present moment, really you're talking about the only truth that you know for sure exists. Yeah. Because, because later when I retell it, I could change it. Right. Yeah, can, the past I, is not reliable. The future is uncertain. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I could, I could, uh, you know, I could go to somebody else and say, "Oh, yeah, when I was with Dustin, and and you know, we had he had a milkshake for me there, and 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 no one knows or whatever." And I could say whatever I want, but the truth is, is that um, what that actual moment is, and what it, and man, the truth is, uh, ugh, this all, all the the when the whole term came out, alternative truth. Um, what the uh, hell does that mean? That's called a lie, isn't it? Oh yeah, but that's <laughs> but that that was uh, what is the alternative to truth? That was a big thing with uh, political, uh, you know. And, and I've never heard this. That might be the dumbest oh, thing I've ever heard. Look it up, and yeah, are people, people going to get mad at me for thinking that's dumb? Is that no, like important no, to people? I'm glad you don't know it. But um, it is. It was a, a term used, and um, it was politically used, and. Um, um, did they put forward a different alternative to truth than yeah, why? But, 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 but the thing is, it's a manipulative um, way to skew or to cloud your thoughts. And then eventually, um, then eventually um, it's unclear. And mm. then the loudest truth, in, in finger quotes, mm-hmm. becomes the one that's remembered. And so um, there's a lot of that. There's a lot of that in um, in society right now. Is that people? I mean, they people are convinced certain things are true, and they propagate them and tell them, and and then um, it becomes truth to a lot of people. And you're like going, "There's yeah, you're right. I've noticed this. The there is the fact that like you get to have a subjective experience." And you you get to make your own judgments and your own subjective experience. And you get to decide whether or not those are real in your experience. And I think people confuse that 
for getting to decide what's real for everyone else and, and what's real outside of you. Because you can have a subjective experience that is real, that relies on things that don't line up with reality outside of you. But Those are, those are feelings. And so, so you may experience the exact same thing, but how you feel about it and your feelings right. are valid, but, it, but it, 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 um, the valid doesn't mean that they're true well, or it, accurate. It, if, if you went, um, if you went and you heard, um, you heard, um, a, a polka concert. Polka music. God, they have concerts for that. Well, if they did. <laughs> yeah. And then someone said, someone said, that made me sad. Yeah. You're like going, what? Yeah. The freaking polka music. Right. No I one's think, sad. At the, and, I think and, that's where the confusion lies because that is a fact that you felt sad. Sure. Be- and it's valid. Yeah. And it's, that fact is true. But it doesn't say anything about polka music. <laughs> yeah, it's how at you, all. And, and so that's, that's where the idea that because I feel this way, this must be true. Right. And, that's, and, it's, and it's not. It's, it, well, not only the, is it the, not, the, there's no evidence to support that it would be. And if you apply any basic logic, it's very clear. It's inconsistent. Well, here's, so here's two facts. One fact is it was polka music. One fact, you were sad. It's okay for them both to be true. Yeah. And, and, and so um, I, I just think that um, we, some people want things to be true. It's just like a lot of conspiracy theories and things. They, want they think things they can to, make them true? Well, they, you, you want it so bad to be true <laughs> and, and that, that you... Um, and I think that's the mistake. That's why I was saying earlier, like the truth actually doesn't hurt you. It always helps you. And I, and I feel like sometimes when I see somebody caught up in this thing, like where they want something to be true. So they're trying to convince themselves and other people that it actually is true. I don't want to like kick them down and be like, destroy them as they say on the internet. Cause I can prove that they're just wrong, but I don't want to do that. What I want to show those people is whatever truth it is that you're hiding from is better than the one you're trying to make. You, you're just scared of it. If you walk right into it. it, it and it's, it, it's not a new phenomenon. I don't know what year it's written, but it's very old. There's a book called The Emperor's New Clothes. Oh, yeah. I've read that a hundred times. <laughs> so, so, for my uh, daughter. Yeah. So um, it, it became truth that everybody said, oh, what a fabulous yeah. you know, robe. And, what, and people were, oh, did you see the, right. did you see the emperor's crown did you see the emperor's and you go can you describe no. it for people listening that might not well, know the emperor's how the story new clothes goes. was i mean you know the there was an emperor that, that wanted um new clothes and new things made and he, nothing was going to be good enough for him and nothing was going to be extravagant enough for him and so the tailors eventually um did nothing they they made they made nothing air clothes the clothes that were nothing yeah, and they, they sent them out naked they, they sent him out basically naked <laughs> yeah and 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 then they said oh my gosh that's the most beautiful clothes and robe and outfit in the world and then everybody else being afraid that it was the king or the emperor and they and they said oh my gosh look at that and so people began to say and they all knew it was uh that he was naked but no, well, one, no one wanted to tell him the truth right wasn't that. the crux of it that if there was someone who couldn't see the magic clothes that they there was 
was something wrong yeah, with yeah, them. So, yeah, something wrong. So no one wanted to admit. No, because so 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 <laughs> it, you didn't want to admit the truth because yeah. then, then you were wrong and you were different. And You're so, right. That is a very good adaptation of what's happening in Western society right now in a lot of ways. Sure, they they and, and so so people go. Um, People go, ah, I don't really know how I feel about this, but everybody else feels this way, so I got to at least act like I feel right. this way about this. And and um, and the moral of the story is just so everybody knows: all the parading you can do around in in false truth, sooner or later somebody yells, just like in the story. Yeah, he's not wearing magic clothes; he's naked. <laughs> yeah, and, <laughs> and then everybody's like, oh shit, I knew it. Yeah, I knew and, it wasn't true. Yeah, and and and, uh, and then they because they begin to believe that. Um, if I think he's if I think he's naked or I don't think he's got any clothes on, then I'm the only one that thinks that, and I'm and so yeah. it's it's a, it's a you know kind of a crowdsourcing kind of an idea. But right now that happens a lot just in society and a lot in um, how mm-hmm. people view things, and um, it spreads um, uh, it spreads a lot, and and it's but it, it, you go sometimes in life we got to go nope you're naked. Yeah. <laughs> it's, yeah. Nope. Nope. And nope. that's okay. It, it is. But we, we go, nope, Dustin, yeah. you're naked. And, and right. what do you think about my new coat? Nope, dude, you're naked. Yeah. And the, the truth about the truth, ironically, is that it's actually always better. Like if you really just go for it, it will be better than you imagine. It's absolute. Truth yeah. is that truth is absolute. They're, they're, um, it's hard to find the truth, but you can be sure you've found like, something that isn't true and not participate in that, that I think that's a key. Yeah. Because some do that knowingly and some doing out of ignorance. Wow. That's hard to believe sometimes, but it's not impossible to believe because we've stopped teaching. Like a lot of people don't even realize they speak in, in uh, a method of reason. And we think in sort of a broken method of logic because we got that from the, the Greeks and it's made its way down. Um, but people don't, we're not really taught logic anymore, how to sequence and check for consistency, which is a great way to find out when something is complete horseshit. Because you can make, you know, good rhetoric and good persuasive language can make completely nonsense things seem extremely sensible. But that's why... a people knowing how to steal man an argument and think about things in both ways and test for logic and, and ask questions um, about things is so important. And like we talked about earlier and have a desire to do so to make sure they're not repeating something that's not true. Um, that whole process is, seems to be leaving us as a culture and that worries me. Yeah. Because once again, um, it's laziness. And, and if, uh, if I listen to, if I listen to your podcast and you repeatedly, um, say four plus three is eight repeatedly. And I hear that enough times. And then I eventually go, yeah, I don't know. I used to think it was, I used to think four plus two was seven, but he says it's eight. And so I'm just, you know, maybe it is eight. And instead yeah. of, instead of me going, you so, know what, I got right. a calculator out, Dustin, and I've, I've done this. Yeah. I, I've done it a lot of different ways. And, and four plus three is seven. And, but, and but when we, you say laziness, what you're really saying is, is apathy that we were talking about earlier. Yeah, I don't care it's if it's you know what? Actually, actually, that's not important enough for me to even care about. I think that is part of it. It's, it's the apathy about it. 
Yeah, I, 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 I do believe that. There was a, um, there was a, um, there's a quote that says, never compromise when truth can be found. You think it's an obligation? Well, it's, um, if, if we, if, if we're having a discussion and it becomes a strong discussion mm. and it becomes an argument and you're saying four plus three is eight. And I go, Dustin, four plus, and we can do this for an hour. And, and you can say, look, and you can figure it out and you can, however, and we're talking about that. And then finally, finally, we just go, you know what? You can think your way. I'll think my way. That's that compromise. You can believe what you want to believe now. But, and I go, yeah, and, and because we agree to disagree. Right. But if the truth can really be found, then compromise is, is, is lazy. So, I agree. So, so instead we go, you know what? I'll tell you what. Let's both get calculators out. Let's look yeah. this up. And we go, yeah. and, and, we go right. and we go, actually, this is the truth. It is seven. And, and, and you go, I was wrong. Yeah, we and, use some evidence. Yeah, right. and we, you go, I was wrong. And I go, yeah, it's, it's no big deal. It's an easy mistake to make. Or and, so we, and then we move but on. But the calculator's broken. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 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 And, uh, so, so I just think that... Mm. Um, I, think, I think you're right. I think we're obligated. Um, and there's been my... I guess if I have a regret over the last few years, five years probably, it's been that I spoke up less. I spoke up less when I saw, I've seen things, I still see things that are just wrong. Tell, tell me the quote, you know it, about what happens when good men do nothing. When good men do nothing. I don't know the quote. I mean, that's evil wins when, you know, uh, when, 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 good men, when good men do nothing. And, yeah. and that's not speaking up and that's I think not. Th I think that's right. And, and, and so. Um, it took me a second. It caught me on my heels for a second, though. You know, I lived in this whole past life of, you know, reason, logic, truth, truth-seeking evidence. And it seemed like the rest of the country, the rest of the world was on, on board with the reality I was living in, too. And then COVID hit and strange ideologies happened. And I don't even know what happened because I was paying attention to my life stuff. And all of a sudden, there's just insanity around me. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, either I'm crazy or half the world's gone crazy. What's happening? So you know, I so I got quiet for a while. You know, I've got um, several friends, but one friend in particular who is um, has autism, and um, I find his friendship incredibly refreshing. You know why? Why? I walk up and I say, "Hey, how are you?" He says, "You got spinach on your teeth." <laughs> yeah, he's not gonna shoot you, Rob. No, and, and he's <laughs> yeah. not trying to hurt my feelings or what. That's yeah. a fact, and I got spinach on my teeth, or right. or or, and it just so there's a bluntness about, um, you know, about <laughs> about stuff like that, and and I go, dude, I don't take any offense. There's no malice. There's no. That's yeah. just and and it's and honestly, I go, yeah, I don't want spinach in my teeth. I was thinking of your example you just gave about the autism thing i think there's the secret lies in there i think we've sort of lost this because the in your example you don't feel any malice from this person as humans we're suspicious of each other mm -hmm. like what is your intention are you manipulating That's the me key. what are you trying to do to me kind of thing and um you know when everybody 
sort of has this the vibe that we're all cooperating together to create a better future, there's less of that. And it becomes easier to tell somebody a truth they don't want to hear because they don't take it too damn deep. Like me and you are friends. I can tell you, you have spinach in your teeth. Yep. And you'll be like, oh, thanks, bro. Yeah, right. Help me out. But there is a situation that's very all too common now to where people will run around and be like, this this motherfucker's got spinach in his teeth. All day long. I've seen him three times. And you go, yeah. you didn't tell him? Oh, well, not even that. Like, if somebody does tell you, like, people will be suspicious. He's trying to make me feel insecure or he's trying to make me look stupid right. or what is it he's trying to do right now? Um yeah, that mutual respect is what lends itself to and, conversation. And, you have to be able to trust people, sure. so you have to give them a reason to trust you. You, you have to. We have to have these conversations to give each other a chance to show each other's dignity and to respect each other. If you have a history of decent intention, yeah. Okay. Um, have grandbabies? They're getting a little older now. When they were younger, if if one of my grandbabies said. Papa, your breast stinks. Guess what? My breast stinks. Yeah. Right. Or, they, or they go. <laughs> that's they go, the truth. Oh, that's the truth. <laughs> and, 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 I, and they're not trying to hurt my feelings. They're, that's just the truth. Yeah. And then I, then, then I got to choose to brush my teeth or eat a mint or something or, or, or be mad at them about that. Right. And if I'm mad about it, I'm mad about the truth. And, and then that's on me. God, that's brilliant. You just described the problem with the last five years in, in the West. Everybody's mad about the truth. Yeah. <laughs> that's the people you see suffering, isn't it? That's yeah. what they're mad about. They, they're mad because they created a disagreement with the truth, and they can't seem to change what's true. Or, and, as, and as Jack Nicholson said in A Few Good Men... You can't handle the truth. <laughs> and and it, it's um, so, but once again, for me, it's all about intention. It's all about, it's all, and I, and, and once again, it's, it's, um, if you have a history of malice, a history of bad intention, it'll get taken wrong and it won't go over well. But if you've got a history just in life of, uh, and how you present it, and there's just a lot about um, presentation. And so, um, I just want to be, um, I want to be one who can, um, see the truth and when I can't see it can accept the truth. And then it's up to me about what I do with that truth. That's great. That's perfect prescription. It's probably a good place to end. I was, I'm really glad you came and we had this conversation. I was really hoping, I was just, I meant to just have you say some of your aphorisms so we could talk about them, but we just, oh, it's, we, it's, we went right off into this yeah. conversation. But, and and I, I like that because it flows and I think generally it's circular. We come back to, um, to a vulnerability. We come back to a, a mutual respect. We come back to an idea that um, conversation is good. Yeah, that one it did, it definitely went really well. I do want people to check out your um, aphorisms, though. So, um, how how do they find you? Facebook, where you like yeah, to go? Yeah. Uh, so, um, Facebook, I do on Facebook, I all, and I do Instagram. So, and the both of them are just Kevin Sprinkle at uh, Instagram and on Facebook, and uh, I try to share those, and um, hopefully, it will make you think, or it will um, it will. 
if nothing it didn't make you think it's helping me so that's a win-win yeah yeah i'll i'll link it in the comments or something great man thanks for coming right. and doing this yep. i appreciate thank it thank you yeah. dustin all right